Oh, hello there, beautiful listener. I'm Paul Jarvis, and this is the Sunday Dispatches. FreshBooks has launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software so you can spend more time doing the work you love and less time stressing over paperwork. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com Sunday or just enter Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. I have to start with this disclaimer. I hesitate to write articles that include phrases like how to make money because A, money's a shitty goal in and of itself, and B, I really don't want my writing or my podcast to get lumped into those thought leader marketing bullshit categories. Seriously, if you Google how to make money from insert any activity, total crap fills the results every single time. So hopefully this will be a shining beacon of honesty for Google, or at least for you, dear listener. Disclaimers aside, most folks who make a living online, including myself, do so by generating revenue from mailing lists. The money is in the list and all of that. In fact, year over year, more and more of my income is a direct result of my newsletter. It's probably about 90% now, which is insane. And I typically see about 120x return. So for every dollar I spend on MailChimp services, who's the email provider that I use, I make about $120 back. So this kind of return on investment doesn't happen from ads, at least not for me, because I've tried, or from posting things on social media, but through email, right? So email marketing consistently outperforms every channel by basically a metric, because I'm Canadian, ton. But, and there's always a but. People ask, how do you make money from your mailing list? So let's actually dive into the specifics and examples of how paying for an email service provider translates into this magical money being deposited into your bank account. The first thing, one, money is made indirectly from your list. So your list doesn't pay you directly. It's not enough to have a big list either. You have to have people that click your links and then that buy what you're selling. For example, if you have a list of 100,000 seasoned professional Rails developers and you tell them you're selling basic training for how to learn Rails, you'll probably generate zero revenue because they already know Rails. Or if you try to sell eco-friendly dog beauty products, it's a thing. To a list that's interested in surfing in South Africa, it's probably not going to be any sales there. Although there probably is a bit of a crossover between people that like dogs and people that like water sports because every surfer I know has a dog. So the beauty of mailing lists is that you have direct access to the people on it. As in, you can email them, you can get to know them, You can find out who they are, what they want to know, and what sorts of things they'd be interested in buying. So one, having a list is great. Two, having a list that's full of people with the same interests, desires, and needs is even better. Three, having a list that's full of people with the same interests, desires, needs that you speak to on a regular basis is basically top rung for email marketing money, right? So let's break that last bullet down a bit. Point three. So first, you need a mailing list for it to make money. Duh. Second, your mailing list shouldn't be for everyone. It should be for a specific type of person with specific needs and interests. You can't just build a list, however targeted, and be like, hey, now I'm rich, guys. You've got to actually talk to them regularly and pitch them seldomly. So in order for people to click and then buy from the emails that you send them, they need to trust you completely. And trust is built by communicating with them regularly. And is built because you're giving them content even when you have nothing to sell them. This is why I email my own list once a week on Sunday mornings. I never miss a Sunday, 
And except for two or three times a year, I have nothing to even sell in those emails. I'm just sharing an article that I wrote. So list subscribers don't convert to buyers if when you blast them with sales pitches, you've got to give them value through regular content and then pitch them seldomly. So the second main point is you don't need a big list to make great money from it. Seriously, I only had a few hundred people on my mailing list in the first year when I was just doing web design. And I generated six figures from it because I only needed 12 clients a year. So my list was focused on answering questions that the type of people who hired web designers wanted to know. And after each article I wrote, specifically for those types of people, I mentioned my current schedule. For example, I'm currently booked three months out and have room for one more client. If you'd like to be that client, get in touch now as I can only lock in projects when I have a down payment and a signed contract. That was all I needed to generate enough revenue to live off. A few hundred people on my list and 12-ish sales a year. I only worked at growing my list to tens of thousands when I started to sell products that cost a lot less than those services. So my favorite newsletter that I'm subscribed to only goes out to a few dozen locals because it's from a farm down the road that has a tiny market on Saturdays. That one email once a week to, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 people generates enough revenue for them to work on their farm and has led to connections to sell their product, their produce elsewhere as well. The third main point, you need to figure out how you're going to make money from your list. If there was a one-size-fits-all solution to making money from a mailing list, then you wouldn't need to listen to this podcast episode because you'd already know the answer. There are no easy answers when it comes to making money, obviously. Otherwise, we'd all be rich and having money fights on private yachts. It's my favorite thing to do on my private yacht, if I had one. FreshBooks can now count over 10 million freelancers and business owners as part of their tribe. How'd they do that? Well, for 13 years, they've obsessed over making their accounting software fast, ridiculously easy to use, and built specifically for creatives, not number pushers. So I can't cover all the features, but you can send a branded invoice in under 30 seconds, you can see when the clients looked at it, and you can get paid in two clicks. So if you haven't checked out FreshBooks, do it. Do it now. They've got a 30-day no credit card required free trial. So go to freshbooks.com slash Sunday or just type in Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About a section. There are, however, several general ways to generate income. So a couple buckets here. There's four. So the first is selling your own products. So making products is fun. I've done this for years. And if people are on your list, then you hopefully know enough about them and have been helpful to them when they're asking you something. And they tend to start asking you for specific things. And then you can start to make those things and sell those things to them. Since I primarily create courses, I spend most weeks writing free articles that relate to the course subject. And then once or twice a year, I give a pitch to buy the course that they've been asking me to build in the first place. The second thing is selling other people's products. So affiliates definitely take a lot more work on the sales side, probably because you didn't create the product yourself. You just have to link to somebody else's product. Hence, it's a lot more important that you provide a clear reason when you're pitching affiliate links to why you're pitching these things in the first place. It's also important and required by law, yeah, to disclose an affiliate link as an affiliate link. Like this, I use Flywheel, and this is an affiliate link as my web hosting company because they are reliable, secure, and have friendly human support. And if you're listening to this, you can't click the link, but you get the idea. So the third thing is, you can sell sponsorships. So just like this podcast and this mailing list that I have, if it's big enough or targeted enough, you can have a sponsor. They get a link and possibly a small write-up in your newsletter, seen by lots of people, then you get paid. My own sponsor is FreshBooks. Uh, they're also, so they sponsor the mailing list and the podcast. 
since both of those things are basically the same, and FreshBooks is awesome. They're a sponsor. The fourth thing is selling patronage. So if you want sponsors for your list, but you don't want to go the sponsorship route, then you can ask your audience to become micro-sponsors and kick in a little bit of money. Brain Pickings does this really well, and they're, it's obviously a really awesome website and newsletter. And they ask for anywhere between 3 and $25 a month for amazing content. So those are the four main types of ways that you can make money from your list. And each of them obviously have their pros and cons because there's no just easy way, surefire way to make money on the internet. The fourth main point that I want to make about making money from your list is that I would be remiss not to mention that there are also wrong ways to make money from your list. Very, very wrong ways. Beautiful listener. Like Darth Vader cutting off his own fucking son's hand. Sorry if that's a spoiler, if you haven't seen Star Wars. So selling your mailing list to somebody else, if your subscribers didn't give you explicit permission to do so, is wrong. Not disclosing affiliate links. Super wrong. Uh, And this is a bit more of an opinion than a law, but I always feel totally betrayed if I buy something from someone and then start getting emails from them that aren't related to that product that I purchased. There's a dark side to email marketing. And there's also a side that's just plain not effective. So it's harder to make money from your mailing list if you only email people when you want something, like a sale. This is also known as a me, me, me list, which I just invented that term for that kind of list. So remember, your list isn't there to serve you alone. It's also to serve your subscribers or they're going to leave. Second, your emails can't have to be mobile friendly. Otherwise, you're missing most of the boat. And we all know the boats don't float if you cut them in half. Sorry, Titanic. So your emails contain, if they contain more information than your entire website combined, they're not going to be very effective. So focus is key. Think of it like this. One email is one thought and one final action. If you can only give people one thing to do in in each email, you're more likely to get them to do that than if there's like 15,000 things and you cross your fingers hoping they pick that right one. Another reason why why email marketing could be ineffective is because emails can be boring if you don't spend time on them. And boring is boring. If you first give people a good reason to open your emails, like a subject line, and then give them a good reason to read the content, i.e. interesting content, then they'll probably want to do that action at the end that you've added in there, right? So don't make your emails boring. You're not boring, so your email shouldn't be boring. And the final thing is, it's harder to make money from your mailing list if your emails are few and far between. Or worse, the only emails you ever send out are the ones where you apologize for not emailing lately. Consistency's reward is revenue. And if you make no time for your list, then they're not going to make time for you or for what you're selling. So to summarize here, It's possible to make a decent amount of money from your mailing list if you put in the work and do it properly. There's no gravy train that takes you to the Bags of Moneyville station. Also, dear listener, if you can tell me where the Bags of Moneyville station is on Google Maps, that would be rad. But if you build a list of people who have similar interests and needs, become a trustworthy and regular source of value for them, they'll reward you with purchases. No, not rocket science. No, not magic fairy dust. You just need to keep things above the board and make your mailing list a priority in your business. I've done just that, and that's why I see 120 times return on my newsletter investment. Thanks for listening. 